0: Hello, welcome back to the show, Life and Red Podcast, lifeinredpodcast.com or Life and Red Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and Life and Red Pod on the Twitter. Happy Monday. Uh, I hope you had a great weekend. My guest today, we had a very interesting conversation, and I've always been interested in the paranormal, ghosts, spirits, uh, souls, afterlife. What does it all mean? And I was super happy to sit down with my guest, who is a medium. So we get into, you know, what is a medium? What specific skills or or gifts does does she have that she is able to use to help people, Um, whether it's find peace, connect with a a loved one who's passed on, uh, find a, a sense of self or purpose, um and we talk about all that and we talk about you know how she kind of goes about that we talk a lot about energy she's also an energy healer and uh, if you want to refer back to the episode i did with jen Wozny, uh, which was really earlier in the podcast but she's an energy healer where i dive a lot more into energy healing specifically whereas this well, while we talk about energy and, and what that all means uh we talk more about the the medium side of of her job um and I highly recommend you look into it. We also answer the question, you know, skepticism. Of course, when you talk about a field like this, there's all sorts of skepticism. Uh, people like to... Which isn't wrong, but Western society really focuses on on science and, and medicine. And um, I just think that sometimes we overlook these types of things and maybe how they can help. Uh, and, you know, I think... Everything is worth looking into, and I think you're really going to like it. Check her out if you'd like to. Um, You can book a a session with her. We, We have all those details. So please give it up for my guest, the medium, Canadian spiritual medium, Deborah Savoy.
1: You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland,
0: and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes welcome to the life and reference deb deb or deb I, I deb is deb.
1: you know what if we're friends it's got to be okay. deb man okay.
0: Perfect. <laughs> Deb, welcome thank you so much for joining me
1: Ah, uh, thank you ryan
0: um this is this is an interesting conversation for me because uh when i talk to People you know I had Jen Wozni, who was an energy healer uh when I talk to people in like therapy and psychologists, I feel like i'm being read all the time so it's it's very interesting to talk with someone like you uh you're yeah. a medium uh, yes and that is very interesting um, one of those subjects that everybody kind of wants to know about and and figure out so let's start what is a medium, and what are some of the types of things that you do some of the the things that you feel, some of the things that, uh, you help people with.
1: Okay. So it's always a really, uh, that question always comes up when I, when I, you know, I'm in conversation with somebody and they ask me what I do and I'll say, well, um, you know, I, I see dead people essentially, you know, I kind of make light of it a little bit because that's exactly what I do um i can see feel and hear energy so spirit energy um of actually i can see people who are living uh so if i'm in a reading and i get um messages from i can get messages from people who are living so how they affect your life and uh for instance i was in a reading once and this um man in 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 spirit was standing beside his daughter. And I said, you've got your dad standing beside you. And she was all freaked out. And I said, Oh, well, hold on, because it doesn't necessarily mean that the person has passed, but the energy of that person is with you. And I was able to give her messages from him that she didn't know about um, and how he was feeling about particular things that were going on in her life. And, Um, she, she couldn't believe it uh, that I could actually connect with energy that was living. She purposely came to me to connect with people who had passed, Mm. which I can also do. Um, so uh, everything to me is a vibration, a particular vibration. We're all vibrational energy. Everything is a vibrational energy. I just happened to be able to see it, feel it and hear it. Um, I can take pictures of people and 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 read the picture itself um, and let you know how, what I'm feeling about that person. Um, I have been able to do this my whole life, but um, have only been doing it professionally for seven um, because seven years. Um, I, I wasn't obviously everything is divine timing. Um, I had to have a lot more life experiences to bring me to where I am today to be able to help others in a way that encompasses a a tremendous amount of spiritual work, uh, helping people connect mind, body, and spirit. Um, I'm a firm believer that your spirit is what drives you. It isn't your mind. It isn't your body. They're just along for the ride. Your spirit really, truly does dictate how you are going to be, uh, how you're going to handle things, how you, uh, what direction in life to go in, and is also very connected to the world around you, and a lot of people feel disconnected that way, and I help people to see how connected they can be to the world around them and at how important it is to listen to that, um, so For me, how this works is um, it's, it's, you could say it's a form of meditation. So if you've ever meditated, it's like a form of meditation. So I sort of remove ego and go into a place uh, that allows me to just really be in the moment with you. I think, I think that that's the key. Um, for a lot of a lot of healers, no matter what they do, whether it's Reiki, whether it's um, um, all sorts of different modalities, is being truly in the moment and removing them themselves from the equation, uh, allowing m- m- my heart energy, my 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 spiritual energy to kind of open up to receive. So. What brought me to doing this was, wasn't, was <laughs> I didn't know, oddly enough, I, I had grown up knowing my grandmother was a medium, uh, my mother's mother, and she feared it. She had a, a terrible time with it, and uh, she didn't like to get visitations. She absolutely, it, it, it actually caused her to have agoraphobia. And so she didn't leave her home, uh, for eight years and that was really hard on my mom and my aunt. And, but my grandfather always had this deep fascination for anything paranormal Mm. and, um, couldn't quite understand why she wouldn't engage in it or, or didn't want to. The thing was she couldn't control it. I have control over it. Um, I think that's really, really important. Uh, so what brought me to doing what I, uh, what I do now was, uh, through different, um, career choices. I was an esthetician for 18 years, which taught me to understand people's vibration just by being in their energy, by, you know, um, doing facials and, you know, all of that type of thing. I, I was, you know, um, uh, able to do a uh, holistic massage. And so I was able to see, and I thought it was normal. I'm going to be honest with mm-hmm. you, Ryan. I thought it was very normal to be able to feel energy off of people that seemed very normal to me. So I could sense if there was illness or if there was, you know, blockages and, and, um, I, I, again, I thought it was normal that, If you did this kind of work, this is how you would feel. And I would sort of always know how others were feeling. And then uh, I changed careers after I had my daughter and uh, went into the book business, which my family has been in for over 50 years. And I decided to be an independent bookseller in the Thousand Islands. And um, that, to me, was a life-changing time. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's where I kind of became very, very aware of my ability to know things about people and not know how I knew them. I just Mm -hmm. thought, geez, you know, I must be really intuitive and people would come in with, uh, with low energy. And I'd say to them, Oh, this, you know, this is what's going on and this is how you should fix it. And I just knew and what caused, um, That caused me a tremendous amount of, um, it affected me immensely because I couldn't control who was coming in and out of my space. So I became extremely burned out, like very burned out and suffered with depression and anxiety. I've always had that because I'm so sensitive to other people's energy that it has created basically, anyone who's intuitive, uh, or or anyone who suffers from anxiety or depression, it's an accumulation of energy. So anxiety is the immediate response to too much stimulation, or someone's vibration doesn't match yours, or you're living too much in your thoughts of the past of the coulda, shoulda, what is or the what ifs. So it would just come at me. And I got super burned out and literally was ready to shut down my bookstore when my girlfriend uh, came in to the bookstore with this woman I had never met. And um, this woman sat down and my girlfriend had brought soup for us. It was a Sunday afternoon. And she said that her friend had wanted to talk about spiritual stuff. And I was very heavy into figuring out what my purpose was. So I I kept having these people come in and talking to me about dimensional stuff. I had some beautiful mentors uh, come in, Karen and Paul, and just these beautiful humans that would come in and talk to me about these very interesting dimensional energies and just, wow, like mind blowing. But I, it was while I was in it, I didn't quite get it until I was supposed to get it so it's like it was mm-hmm. a work in progress so this woman came in and sat down and uh so I was eating and she looks at me and I look up at her and again we're in my bookstore and I thought she had a question for me and concerning the bookstore and she says uh, uh do you believe that we have spirit guides And I said, yes, I I truly believe that we're not alone here, that we're constantly being helped through our lives with energy that has existed before. And um, they're the whisper in your ear, your gut instinct. That's how I, I believe the world works. And so she says, okay. And then Uh, and then I could sense there was something really off and so I said you know are you okay and she says no I'm not my son lost his best friend and I had seen apparitions before this was nothing new to me but as soon as she said that I could sense my grandfather beside me and this woman I had never met in 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 spirit beside me over here and I said to her you Please stop talking. I said, just because I could suddenly, I just felt this immense energy kind of overtake me. And just, I I wasn't in a good place at the time. So I, I was very overwhelmed by what was transpiring. And I heard my grandfather say, just go with it. So I thought, okay, well, what does that mean? And then suddenly, this woman. Uh, I could see her like I could see you uh, just right here and she started to to talk to me and she started to tell me that she was her son's best friend I had no no information Mm. but the fact that this woman's son's uh, best friend had died and I started to tell her I said this woman was uh, about five foot four dark hair short dark hair uh, I said she was very unwell, and I went on to tell her everything about this woman, about where her son was, about what was gonna transpire in her son's life, uh, what what they had planned to do before she had passed away, why she had passed away, uh, how she had passed away. it was it was just like coming through me and I, and I just allowed it. I didn't i I was completely devoid of my own self and i that's the only way i can describe it is i just literally did what my grandfather had asked i just went with it and um i think i know that that was the moment that was without a doubt the moment that i realized that this was what i was it doesn't fully define who i am obviously But this was the moment. And what was so surreal about that was three hours later. Now I was completely exhausted, but I was even in this woman's house. I could see what was, you know, the colors of her rooms. And it was unbelievable. Honestly, I I was, I'm even a skeptic and Mm. about this kind of thing, but I could not. After I, when I thought about it, I was just, wow, gobsmacked, literally, so my they left. My girlfriend comes back in and I'm sort of bent over thinking, what was that? And she said to me, are you okay? And I said, well, what was that? I said, that was unbelievable. And she says, did you not? I She says, I knew you could do that. and And I was like, well, how is it that you knew, but I didn't? And I think that is the progress for a lot of people is that we can't, we can't, a lot of times we can't see the forest for the trees. We can't, we get so hung up on our own, uh, self doubt on our own pain, on our own inability to move past things. We live a lot of, a lot of time in the past, uh, and, and cannot find our way to be present. We're seeking something other than what we're, what we're in. And if anything that has taught me this experience is to be right here with people, and with ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that was the beginning of where how I got where I got. And shortly after that, I sold my bookstore, and I've been doing this full time ever since. <laughs>
0: <Wow>. So, <laughs> kind of, uh, I mean, over a lot of years, but really, kind of like. There's just this quick time where all of a sudden it was just really was go go go,
1: go go go, and and I and I really have not looked back. Um, Mm. You know, I've I'm just I'm so grateful to be able to help people the way that I do, and to and you know there's a lot of mutual help. I think that any buddy in the field of helping others receives just as much if they're open to it. So.
0: There was a time last summer. Now we were, we've chatted a little bit before we started recording. And I I was kind of mentioning that I I get a lot of energy from people. So if everyone around me is very happy, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And, you know, other times when like people are anxious or I'm one-on-one with someone and I I get, I, it's like, I, I feel there when you say energy that does resonate with me because if I know someone's sad or anxious like I will immediately kind of take that on. And there was a time last summer I was going for a walk and I was walking by people and my mood was slightly changing after every person I walked by. And I was like I, I didn't really get it and I was I kind of tweeted it out and people mentioned the term empath and and all these different things and you know for me it was a feeling. I like I I, I Felt it. There was a tangible feeling of I walked by somebody and I was, I felt a little bit more anxious and I walked by another person, all of a sudden I'm like, oh yeah, okay, like I'm feeling a little bit better. So there was like a, it was just like a feeling. I can't explain it more than that. When you're taking in this, this person's energy, you mentioned kind of seeing apparitions, you mentioned feeling overwhelmed by their energy. Really, how is it manifesting? How, how is it different every time? Can you kind of control, depending on the situation, what you're seeing, what you're feeling, what you're hearing? How does like, it, it really take on for you when, when you're in one of these situations or just, I guess, when you're with anybody and talking with them?
1: That's an awesome question because there, I really believe that I'm, that I'm, it sounds very weird, but I'm two people so if if I am out in public and I'm just Deb Savoy I'm just me uh I can control the energy you know with to a certain extent um I I'm uh I'm I'm what you would call I'm actually an introvert mm. um with extrovert uh if you want to say I I I, I love you know, to have a good time. And I'm, 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 a, I can talk, you know, about all sorts of subjects and I'm in, I love to be engaged. Uh, I'm not so good with small talk, but that's pretty common with empaths. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just want to get right in there and the, to the nitty gritty. Um, but so if I'm in public, uh, say I'm at a grocery store or whatever, or I'm in a crowd of people, Um, I have a very very difficult time with that super hard time so uh, pre-covid when I would go into large groups of people um, uh, I I, I equate it to being like a boat in an ocean where I've cast out my nets and I'm collecting absolutely everything in the ocean Mm. so all the garbage all the good stuff and then I sort of bring it up on on deck and i've got to sort through the shit i've got to sort through what what is good what isn't good and that's part of what can cause anxiety is the all of those emotions i mean i could go i'm a pretty you know grounded individual but when i'm inundated like you were just walking down the sidewalk that's like you casting out your nets you've casted out your nets and you're collecting the emotions of people that you're in in contact with. And some of us feel the immediate and some of us are able to feel the world's vibration, which can be exorbitantly. uh, it, It can be horrible to be able to feel that much that that vibrational energy, it can be very overwhelming for a lot of people. So when I'm out, um, I, I, I have to prepare myself. I'm going to be honest with you. I have to prepare mm-hmm. myself. Uh, so I'm, I w I would be that person that if I was at a party, I, I would go into the party, greet whoever's party I'm at. And then I would pull myself out. I would either go to the washroom to control my, like to, to basically get a feel for the space. Uh, a feel for uh, sort of gain control of my emotions, because everyone else around me is very loud, it just feels very loud. So I'm usually back against the wall so that I can control the energy that's coming at me until I can feel more relaxed in that environment. Sometimes I feel relaxed, sometimes I don't, depending on If there's a lot of alcohol consumption, alcohol consumption really affects my vibration. Uh, It sets me off only because other people are no longer inside their bodies. They're outside their bodies because that's Mm. what alcohol does. So there's a lot of factors that I have to take in. Now, when I'm working with people um, and I'm in a professional environment where I've got large groups of 100 or whatever, Um, I do, a uh, like a meditation that allows me to shut down, um, kind of like my fears. Uh, it, it allows me to be, um, open to receive messages from spirit, uh, in a more controlled environment. So basically get in line is how I explain it. Like I, I I go to people that, that, that light up. In, in that environment, so I can read them and their energy, and then I'm able to give them the messages that they need. When I'm sitting in my office one-on-one or I'm doing um, a Skype session, uh, that uh, there's also a meditation, a, a short prayer meditation that I do before I get started uh, that allows me to um, elevate my vibration, and basically, I'm just a conduit that's all i am i'm just a conduit so i am the 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 messenger and uh they speak through me um now there's i'll just go to this i don't do uh i don't allow that energy to enter me um there's some some mediums will allow that um the word escapes me i'm sorry i can't remember what that's called just escapes me where the actual energy uh, sits inside them. I will not allow that only because, uh, it can make you very, very sick. Um, if, if you do it over time, I'm very, I can feel, uh, how they've passed or whether they're anxious or whether, you know, all of the, that, that type of stuff, how, how they passed, um, I have had it where they have asked, you know, wanted to, um, which they do wanted to kind of come into me and I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. I know that sounds very odd, but for some mediums, they're okay with that. I'm not. So, uh, I'm very, very cautious as to what energies I will communicate with. Um, uh, I don't, I completely shut down anything negative. I don't want mm-hmm. to deal with that. And that exists. And I think that we would be naive to think it didn't, but yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. When, when you're kind of talking about that, it sounds almost like if we're talking more Christianity or a religious sense, like possessions and and things like that, where, demons or, or bad spirits, you know, can come in and, and, you know, yeah. become a vessel for them type thing.
1: Yeah. And I'm, I don't allow, like, I, I'm very, I have a lot of protection against that. Um, I've had experiences cause I've had to have them to understand what it looks like. Um, but I was very protected. And I mean, you know, I'm not a religious person. And I know that sounds strange doing what I do, but I'm very spiritual, but I'm not a religious person. There is a lot of energies out there, uh, especially today, that are um, messing with everybody. And we just have to be very cautious uh, about that. So
0: when you were growing up, did you did you know like you kind of mentioned like you thought like everyone can feel this when you're working as the esthetician you mentioned your grandma and and growing up like that but like when you were growing up when you and especially talking like as a as a child as a teen as a young adult where I mean that's probably not something you're going to mention to your friends I I, I don't know if you did but like if you're if you're you know, seeing, like you, you kind of just said, I see dead people, but you're just like, kind of like, Hey, like, do you see that dead person over there? Like you'd probably be a little, <laughs> yes. your friends would be like, what's going on. Um, but like, yeah. how, did you always know there was something off? Did, not off, sorry, but like that, that there, like you had something else going on. And yes. like, how is that manifesting as you were growing up? Did it start small? Like, or did you like see some, like a, a, somebody right away? Like, just kind of take me through that, like, especially those early years of growing up and how this was developing in you.
1: I, like I had mentioned before, I've always been super sensitive to energy. right? And I have um, a sister who's autistic and she was nonverbal. She still is nonverbal. She's a beautiful person. And, uh, so growing up being the oldest, I was the communicator for my sister and I would just know what it was that she wanted and needed. Um, and whether that was just a sibling thing or whether I was using some form of telepathy with her, which I think most of the time I was, and I still do today, when I look back, I mean, I'm 53 years old and she's, um, we're literally 16 months apart. Um, I think all my whole life with her has, I've used that telepathy and my mom would always ask me, you know, what does she need? What I don't understand. What does she need? I think Kim was very, very, um, influential, my sister in helping me with that particular power of, of not of connecting with someone's spirit, um, uh, not relying on the verbal connection that we have with people, um, but connecting with her, her energy to be able to facilitate her needs and help her to navigate the world. Um, the earliest, honestly, the earliest uh, memory I had or I have of using what I call my superpower, um, was uh, I was about eight years old, maybe a little bit, maybe I was nine. And I lived in Montreal. And it was a pretty safe community that I lived in. And at that time, it was nothing for kids to go for a walk to the corner store. And uh, my cousins were with with me and my sister, and this I we we passed this vehicle uh, going into the into the uh, yeah. and the uh, <laughs> I heard in my head, look at the car out front, and so I looked at this car out front that was parked kind of in front of the doors. And the guy was reading his newspaper upside down and he was sort of peering over top of it to kind of make it look like, and I thought, geez, that's weird. And so I passed the car uh, as we were leaving and he pulled out and started to follow us. And uh, of course I'm like nine and we're, my cousin and I are goofing around and, and my, my sister and my other cousin had ran ahead. And I heard in my head, be careful, memorize the license plate. That's what I heard. I'm not kidding you. Be careful, memorize the license plate. So I was like, okay, okay. Cause I, you know, it, again, you always think it's intuition, right?
0: It was going to kind of be what I asked, right?
1: Uh, yeah. You always think it's intuition. I'm like, I'm nine years old, you know, I'm, I'm pretty street smart, but that's, so I said to my cousin, the car ahead, we got to remember the license plate. And she's like, what? And I said, you remember the first three digits and I'll remember the last three digits. So we walked up to the car, literally stopped and memorized it and started walking again. And the guy was a predator and he didn't have any pants on. And so we ran, obviously, because this guy was... Anyways, we ran home and, uh, my, my parent, my mom called the police, the police came, uh, she, I said, uh, she said, can you tell me what the car looked like while she's on the phone? And I said, well, we memorized the plates. And my mom's like, what? And so they caught the guy within 15 minutes of my mom calling because this guy had been, um, a predator And had done a lot of really bad things in the community and they'd been looking for him for four years Mm -hmm. and me just saying, so that's the first recollection I have real recollection of being spoken to that was not normal to me. So, and then I just started to trust my intuition and then followed through my life where I in my teen years, had had uh, visitations, um, uh, and I remember one odd thing that happened to me was I was in the uh, in my in my mom's car. We were driving down the road at a stop sign or at a stoplight, and there was a man in a truck beside me. And the next thing I knew, I was sitting inside him, and I. Looked over at myself and thought, "Holy shit! I got to get back inside me before the light turns green." <laughs> and then I shot back into my body. I could literally smell uh, the cigarettes he was smoking. I felt unwell. I was. Uh, I. I could. I, it was the weirdest thing I. I think today that I've ever experienced was the transportation or the the. I don't even know what you would call that, where I just went inside this man and then shot out of him and back into my body and looked at my mom and said, Oh my God, I was just in that guy. I was just in that guy beside us. And my mom thought I was crazy, but, um, it, it, I've had these moments of, of, um, now I, I I need to say that I was raised by a nurse and had a marine as a father. My mother was a nurse, and my father was a, was a marine. So if you couldn't he if you couldn't see it, if you couldn't touch it, if you couldn't feel it, it didn't exist. And so, you know, even though my grandmother was a medium, and uh, and so on and so forth, there was still this weird weirdness about even kind of talking about what it was that I was experiencing. But not long ago, my mom said to me that I really struggled with the darkness. I really struggled with uh, too much energy and being really, really sad and withdrawn. And there was times through my teen years that she very much worried about me. And uh, I I truly believe that it was the, the energy that I was absorbing of the people around me. I didn't have a bad life. And mm. so, you know, there was struggles at home, but I mean, I was very loved and taken care of. And I just feel like I picked up a lot of shit that didn't belong to me. Mm. So, yeah.
0: You mentioned intuition and you now it's funny because that's kind of what I was thinking, right? We always trust your gut. Um, you know, it feels right. It feels wrong, right? When you're in a situation, you see something. You're just, again, you can't really explain it. There's just that feeling. You're just like, "Mm, feels bad, feels wrong, or feels great. This feels right. Um, how much do we all have of this? I know you kind of mentioned a little bit, and like just touched on that. We all can kind of feel energies in ways. How much of it is? like, does, I guess the regular person, like, are we all able to pick up on that? And then we've just kind of quantified like cer- certain words to to these feelings just to give it that definition. Um, or like, do we all kind of have more of a power somewhere deep down that to get to a place of, you know, someone like you or or, you know, somewhere along that spectrum? Like, is it a a developed skill? Can you develop it? Do we all kind of have it? I guess is what I'm asking.
1: I would love to think so. I I would love to think so, but I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm, I can't say that, that you can't because that Mm -hmm. would just be rude of me. I feel rude of me. I think that, um, I think you're born like this. I do. I think I just, uh, for myself, didn't really, it came, it came to me, my mom expressed to me two weeks ago that she saw it in me my whole life, hmm. but grew up with a mother who had it and and saw how tormented her mother was. And she feared for me. So I found that very, very intriguing uh, because, uh, and, and it, it does come from, I mean, your, your ancestral lineage is, is a huge influence, your stories from, from person to person and how we collect other people's stories and make them, th- make them our own. My mom's fear of me being a medium, was be- her fear for me was based on what she saw with her mother and didn't want that kind of life for me. Whereas this is the life I should have been living my whole life, Mm. but struggled to get to where I am. Uh, And I don't, I'm, I I wouldn't be where I am today if I hadn't had those life experiences, but perhaps there was influence of fear from my mother that sort of pushed uh, what I knew to be true down rather than growing it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, There is not one person on this planet, human or animal that is not born with, uh, the ability to, to, to instinctually know energy exists. Not one of us animals are especially sensitive to energy. Um, they know, they know when something's not right. They know when to, you know, they, they know, they know if they're in the presence of good people, bad people, they know. So we as humans also know that instinctually when we're born, but by uh, by being influenced by the people we are raised by, um, that those influences will either uh, make it so natural or they'll make it where you're consistently fighting your reality and so that that i believe is is huge um, as far as uh, negating the fact that y- your spidey senses they exist mm. and like i said in the beginning it's not your mind or your body that drives the bus it's your spiritual energy it's your energy You came into this world, I believe, to have a human experience. Um, And you've come in as a human, experiencing being a human, but the spiritual part of you is the most important part of you. So uh, when, when you're able to use the tools that come with that, it makes your human existence far easier, far easier when you pay attention to those messages you're receiving. And, you know, you don't necessarily have to look at it as being, oh, it's my Uncle John that's telling me this or whatever. You can also tap into your higher self, your energetic body, which already has everything mapped out for you and, uh, and knows what's good for you. And through meditation, that's what we're tapping into. We're tapping mm. into our higher self, which is a universal Energy force. So, you know, we could talk about, you know, the beings around us. We could talk about, you know, uh, visitations. We can talk about all of that. But my my focus in my practice is to connect you to your own life force, to your own energetic body. Doesn't really matter what's going on around you. You got to connect with that because if you're connected to that, no matter what goes on around you, you're able to have a semblance of peace within you and allow the universe to, to you know, expand and contract the way it's, it's supposed to. But if you're okay within you, the world around you will remove obstacles. Uh, I mean, you, you'll manifest really good things and be able to deal with the really shitty things that come your way with grace and ease because you are connected to all your parts.
0: Hmm. it's it's interesting because in in ways like i i kind of mentioned in the question that we've developed words that we have associated with these feelings and and these these methods but i have friends and through this podcast and stories who have incredible stories and experiences when it comes to meditation and there's cultures all around the world for centuries throughout human history who have been able to to do this uh, especially in eastern you know more eastern societies whereas like the western like you said is is more like mm-hmm. your parents right like everything has to be data and measured and we have to see it and and, and like right like it, it doesn't leave a lot of room for the the poss- the realm of possibilities of energy and spirit absolutely Um, and in ways, so I was talking about last summer and I I referenced it a lot because I, I had this transformational feeling where being alone, being isolated, we're in a pandemic. I went through a really bad breakup and just, I was at probably the second lowest part of my life. And just by doing all these kind of like really different things and it sounds funny, but having conversations in my head about like, kind of like everything, everything and anything, you know, I've, I've come out of it into where I am now, where I feel the healthiest and happiest I ever been. And I'm somebody who suffers with anxiety and depression. And since last summer, it really hasn't affected me like it has in the past. I can't really put my finger on the one thing that I did, but just a bunch of different things. And in my mind, and as you're talking, I'm like, in ways did I tap into this higher sense of self? So without giving away all the secrets and without all the different things that you help people do, what, I mean, one, two, three things that you help people and people can do to really tap into that, that level of higher self, that awareness, that, that just recognition of living in that present moment.
1: I love that question. You're going to make me give away my secrets. No, we
0: don't need to do all of them though. So <laughs> but I think a lot of people are just, oh, they want peace, right? Like right now, especially they are yes. looking for that way to oh. ground themselves.
1: You know, I love what you said and how this pandemic um, and we briefly touched upon it before we started the pan, uh, the, the podcast uh, this pandemic has been an absolute game changer for me thousand percent game changer when it first happened um so i'll backtrack and i'll and i'll about se- uh, when i first started this i kept hearing um from from outside sources uh spiritual sources energetic sources that we were about to enter into the biggest spiritual shift energetic shift this planet has ever seen it is the dismantling of all that we know and hold on to and believe that are is the truth it's the dismantling of everything We could get into what's truth and what's illusion. I think a lot of what we're experiencing is complete illusion. Our lives were based on the illusion of everything. And through uh, tremendous work uh, and spiritual growth and spiritual understanding and the movement of yogi, yoga, and meditation, it's huge. I mean, it's almost become cliche. Basically, that is what is necessary at this juncture. It, it is essentially this the so-called pandemic for anyone who suffers from depression and anxiety have felt this relief, this like sense of relief that they do not have to. That's it. They just do not have to. The universe has provided them with, especially in Western civilization, provided them with an out. You and I, who have social anxiety, who have depression, do not have to go out Mm -hmm. unless it's absolutely necessary. And that, in and of itself, just removes all anxiety about having to be more than what we feel we should be or can be. So what it's done is it's helped heal those that are extremely sensitive to energy and given them the permission to work on their own. So work from home where they don't have to be in an environment that's toxic. They can be at home where they can control their environment. We, as a society, lack control. We're constantly on this treadmill of having to be and do with our kids, with our families, with our friends. We, like, we're, there's no keeping up with the Joneses anymore. We don't have to do that. And a, a lot of us are faced with the reality of, is this the life that I want? This is not what I signed up for. I've got to make the changes necessary in order for me. And we're not caring if we have to go back to scratch. We don't care. Mm -hmm. I hear that that time again. Yeah, because it's just, we look at it as being, oh my God, this is an opportunity for me to really, I have clients come to me and say, there's got to be more. And there is there is and it's up to us to create that and and to feel empowered to do so at this juncture i am a firm believer that we need and this sounds very stupid but as i as i said in our as i said before to you before we started we're in the we're in the stage now where we need to observe a lot of us are struggling with At this juncture of of this pandemic, this is where we are experiencing the biggest divide now. And this is where information has come out, overload of information Mm. that we are trying to sort through. It is unparalleled to anything that we've ever experienced at any time. We could equate this to being another war. And it is truly creating divide amongst us, from the, from family members to uh, to to our 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 communities, to our country. It, it's creating immense divide. So, at this juncture. I I believe that we need to observe. We have collected and are and have available the most information we have ever ever been given ever. Like I don't I cannot think of anything in my 53 years that we know more today about everything than ever before. The one thing that is the most prevalent and powerful right now is fear Mm
0: -hmm.
1: immense fear i mean it's never ever been this high the vibration of fear and with fear comes control and no matter what what it is the two go hand in hand so when a client comes in you're asking me about three things that i would recommend i recommend being an observer i tell my clients that all the time you know what when you don't know in which direction to go in, you don't know what to believe, be neutral. Be an observer. Sit and watch. You don't need to participate. When you feel you need to participate, participate, like I said to you before. Believe what you believe, but also be open to having your mind changed or changing your mind. Because when you're not open to that, that's when you stop growing. hmm and growth is, growth is why we're here. We're here to teach and we're here to learn. And when we stop doing that, when we stop doing that, we, we stop. And that's when we become mentally unwell and physically unwell. Because our bodies respond to the trapped energy of fear, of not knowing, and that lowers your immune system and you become very, very unwell. So be an observer, allow, allow yourself the privilege of, of expressing what you know to be true and allowing that person or that community to sort through what resonates with them and what doesn't. Everyone is is at a different stage of awakening,
0: Mm.
1: everybody. And so if we respect that stage of awakening and understand that there will be push and pulls in relationships. There will be beginnings and ends. If we know that, then we can just rest in it. Don't, don't expect more from someone because you're setting yourself up. Humans, humans are imperfect. We're imperfect. Mm-hmm. So. And the other thing that I will, uh, that I firmly believe in is spend time with yourself doing something that brings you joy. This pandemic has taught us all that joy is the most important thing. We lacked so much joy before what we thought was joyful, wasn't really joyful. And so art is a beautiful form Mm. of joy. Uh, being creative, um, cooking and doing all these things, growing your own plants, growing your own food, getting back to nature, uh, creating small gardens, even in apartments, you can create a small garden, do these things that show you you are rooted in this planet's love, because there's so much other bullshit going on right now, that the more rooted you are into the earth, the better you are. So go for those nature walks, take your mask off and breathe in fresh air. I can't stress that enough. <laughs> Sorry.
0: You know, that it's funny because all the things that you're kind of recommending is what I've been doing for the last year. And this quote I, I read last, last year that that really just stuck with me and, and has almost become my Akuna Matata is Find things that make yep. you happy and do more of them. And that's like how I've been living yes. my life. And I've been sharing that with people. Um, if I do a talk or I'm, I'm, you know, being interviewed, whatever. That's just something that stuck with me because I found so much joy in going for my afternoon walk and listening to fun musicals and and doing all these things. I never thought I would, uh, but here I am doing it and yeah. loving every second of it. And um. You know, you mentioned so much about this information that we're we're overloaded by, and we truly are, with with the internet and Ugh. social media. We we're we are expected to know every single thing that's going on in this world, and it is yep. it's too much. I know it's too much for me. I went through a really hard time three years ago with stuff like that on Twitter, um, and it was really difficult, and it consumed my life how much does social media contribute to our energy? I'm sure there's positives of it, but is it truly disrupting the things going on because we're just surrounded by so much more than I think we're, we're meant to have.
1: I love that question. And yes, it. so if I can gather a vibe, if I can gather a vibration from a picture, Okay, social media, you are inviting that energy into your space. Mm-hmm. So pictures, news, uh, anything. So the problem with social media, and, and I, I've actually, I'm going to be honest with you, the last uh, couple of weeks, I've begun to unfollow things that disrupt me. And so imagine if you are in traffic and you're driving down the road and you're stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, start. And and this is repeat, 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 repeat. You go, you stop, you go, you stop. How frustrating is that? That's so frustrating. So you're going through this immense emotional, up and down very, very quickly. Social media is just that. It literally affects your vibrational energy to the max. And it's very fast. It's like Mm. super fast. You'll read something, laugh. The next thing you know, you're crying. You're reading something, you're pissed off. The next thing you're laughing. It's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So what it creates is an instability in your energetic body because your physical body becomes overwhelmed your brain becomes overwhelmed with all of this uh conflicting messages and um and then happy things and then sad things and then happy things and then pictures of puppies and then pictures of puppies being killed and then blah blah it's like constant constant mm-hmm. constant that when you put it down when you put it down and you go to do something It's almost like you have to physically shake it off. If you have to physically shake something off that you've read, then it has disrupted your energy, which means that if it's making you upset, it's lowered your your immune system. Mm. It's lowered it. So you can be at home, not being around anybody, and feel very, very unwell because of what you've just read. So I honestly think that we do have enough information. I think that, um, that, and I hate to say this, but there's going to be, uh, what I believe to be the biggest, hugest, um, information, uh, coming out in the next probably three to six months, that is going to be mind, like mind altering that we, we're just on the cusp of the, of, of this massive, I don't believe that this pandemic is going to end uh, for a while, but uh, there's, I keep being told February of 2022 is going to be huge massive so we are to expect to do this for a lot longer so if we can give ourselves literally a break right now we need to take a break um we need to come inside like like we're being asked to do and i don't believe that it that it um it you know i'm i'm all about human rights and i'm all about being able to do what it is that i want to do as a human being but i there's there's bigger forces at play here that are more, um, that, that are larger than, you know, being told what to do. I believe that during this pandemic, it is bigger than this COVID uh, flu. Uh, it's, it's massive, because it has now um, shown to us that there's a complete shift in medicine, in business, in in absolutely everything, all of our structures, all of the things that we know to be true, like I said in the beginning. And we we need to come in and be quiet. And it's in, I believe it's more of a protection of the energies at, at work than it is necessarily an infringement of our freedom. I think it's a protective thing. And it's not just against this COVID virus. It's against the energies that are at work and i know that sounds kind of far fetched but it is really the biggest energetic shift this planet has ever seen and we can blame it on the government we can blame it on this we can blame it on that it's bigger than that it's way bigger and i and i know that can sound really far fetched but humanity has never seen anything like this ever 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 So there has to be something bigger than what we're being told so we can get all the information that we need. But at the end of the day, I think there's a lot of confusion and I think there's a lot of misinformation Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and I think we need to truly trust our instincts and always remember that things come disguised very, very well. And so we need to be very aware of that and look beyond it and use our intuition.
0: I don't <laughs> want to leave that point. Um, I, I mean, I, I know it's hard. I can't be like, you know, what's going to happen in February, 2022, but big information, um, more than we're being told. It's very ominous things there. So I just want to, Kind of like seeks yeah. clarity. Well, I on think
1: it. Uh, here's, here's c- can I just say, please, <laughs> this is what I want to say. This, okay. <laughs> to me, Ryan, I'm going to say something. This is the greatest, greatest time to be alive right now. This is when we are going to see some of the most beautiful things come of something that we thought were not. We are going to become more humanistic. We are going to become more loving, more kind, more uh, understanding. We are going to not associate with those that have no empathy. We are moving those people out at a rapid rate, at a rapid rate, because we don't want to do it anymore. We don't want to be talking about racism we don't want to be talking about the right and the wrong way we just want to live our lives and I believe that this is this is what's going to happen this shift is going to make us see the value as to what everybody brings to the table and no matter where you come from or who you are or who you love or who you whatever doesn't matter there'll be far more acceptance because we have come inside and we are no longer inundated with the bullshit we've been fed our entire lives. We've been literally unplugged and deprogrammed so that when we go back out into society, we're far more grateful to be out there. Mm. We're far more grateful to you letting me go before you in a lineup and not being so self-centered and selfish because we've now placed value. The reason why we're six feet, feet apart is because I now have to respect your space. There was no respecting anybody's space before this pandemic. Nobody respected anybody. So what this shift is, is this upheaval of all this negativity being washed out, we now know who, who the players are, mm-hmm. plain and simple. That's why I say we just got to sit back and watch right now. That it, it's not over. We still have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of history we've got to reverse. Mm. But man, oh man, if we sit in, in a massive abundance of love for humanity, that's where we're going to change it. You have the power to sit in your living room, Ryan, without being in a group of people and shower love on everyone in your building. You can go from floor to floor, space to space, open heart, pour love into everyone, and you will change someone's day. They won't know it's you, but you'll change it. That's how powerful our energy is. If we sit in our own living rooms and be with people by sending them love that we can't be with, we've changed their day and they can feel it. People have a misconception that we have to f- be physically with someone in order to love them. We do not. And if, if, this has, if this is teaching us anything, that's what it needs to teach us. That love is just as powerful as hate and you have to choose which one you're going to lean into.
0: I mean, it's just it to me, I kind of have this little laugh because everything you're you're saying and have been saying, and I've referenced it a couple of times. It's like this is stuff that's all been in my mind and stuff I've been implementing in my life in so many different ways. You mentioned showering love into people and not, you know, from room to room in my apartment. I mean, I've been trying to do that on social media for the last little bit by sharing people's highlights and sharing their. Their wins and being proud of them and just leaving nice comments on strangers' posts just because. Um, so it just exactly as you're kind of saying, I'm just kind of laughing. I'm like
1: something that, that's exactly what I we don't. need to do. <laughs> um
0: yeah. so it, it it is just so interesting how much of this resonates with me. Um I, I mean, we've already been talking for an hour and I feel like I still have a billion questions for you, but I I mean I can't keep you forever. But I did want to, I mean, you said a lot of stuff. We mentioned Eastern and Western societies and the views on things. And, and I don't, for, for anyone who's listening who's skeptical, please go back and listen to my episode with Jen Wozni, the energy healer, because we, we touch on some of this, this other stuff about energy and placebos and the relation between it all. So I don't want to have to get into all that again. But I do want to, I mean, you mentioned yourself that you're skeptical you know, this stuff just happens Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, you, you question it. So, you know, there's people who make a living basically trying to debunk this stuff and whether it's psychologist or or anything, I mean, how do you go about answering those peoples? And I'm sure you have clients all the time being like, I want to try it, but like, I don't think it's going to work for me. Um, Like, how do you go about not trying to convince people, but just, and just, you know, doing what you do regardless of them being skeptical or not like how do you answer those questions
1: um for first of all i think it's um i've gotten far enough in in my knowing um that not everybody is readable and Hmm. that could be not not because they're you know for whatever reason but some some people are so afraid of being read that that they just can't be
0: so you kind of have to be but open at on the your same, side too sorry have to cut well
1: you there. yeah yeah you do and you you don't because some sometimes people are not ready to be read and so their spirit energy will will shut down right okay those that come in consciously afraid of being read um the that's fine. I can, I I'm confident enough to be able to put them at ease, um, and, um, sort of help them through that because there's a lot more to it when someone doesn't want someone to see you. Um, but you know, I, 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 I just, when somebody comes in that's, and sits down and, and I've had a lot of people come down, come, especially men, mm-hmm. <laughs> poor men, <laughs> uh, sit down and, uh, within about 10 minutes, they're crying because I've connected with, with them on a level and, and, uh, extremely moved. Um, uh, some, some women, um, can be very, very difficult. Um, who, who, you know, challenge me and I will just sort of shut it down. Like, I'm not interested. You've paid me that amount of money. Mm. If you're coming in to challenge me, then like, I, you don't need to do that. So if you're a skeptic come in with an open mind and, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty confident in what I do. Uh, and I, and I don't bullshit. So I, you know, if I don't know, I don't know. And, uh, but in my humble, in my humble opinion, there are a lot of people out there who profess to be able to do um, to, to, to read people and to give them messages from their guides. And, and I, I mean, that's, that's fine. I mean, there's always going to be those types of individuals who, who do that and that's on them, not on me. Um, I'm, I'm just not like that. Uh, I'm here to help you. And if you've come to me, that's what I'll do. I'll help you in any way that, that I feel that I can. And that doesn't mean that your relatives are going to come forward. I, I could just sit and read you and, you know, talk about things that I feel you need to talk about. So that, that's something that's very interesting about what I do is that we never know where it's going to go. Right. Like don't expect anything. When you come see someone like me, if you expect something, you're not going to hear what it is that you need to hear. So come in without any expectations, but I will know if you have expectations because <laughs> you will not be listening to what I'm saying. So, <laughs> right. so yeah. So if you're a skeptic, I think it's healthy. I a thousand percent think it's healthy. I think everybody needs to be a little skeptical about everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just, I mean, that that's unfortunately just like the sad reality of like like I said, like with Western medicine, science, you know, I love all that stuff. Yes. Like it's great. There's there's nothing wrong. Yeah. Um, but it it leaves out that element of like what else? Like it kind of like stamps us out from exploring these really interesting ideas or these really interesting cultures that really whether it's it's you know hinduism or or buddhism or psychedelic experience like there's just there's so much interesting things that are happening oh, there's with so the much. mind right and western society yeah. like just kind of like it, it it makes it seems like it's they're just like well it's not real and you're like but i mean the the point i made two years ago when i talked to jen and the point i'll make now is one, if it works, it works. Who cares how it works uh, at the end of the day? Like if it brings you peace and joy and happiness and fixes some sort of, yes, whether it's a relationship or whatever, I mean, it worked for you. So like, why do you have to, you know, do exactly.
1: I have, yeah, I have professionals come to me all the time, doctors, lawyers, engineers, all of these people who have, this immense respect for science and technology and all of this stuff. And we can, we can a thousand percent go right into that. I mean, that's, that's, I'm totally cool with that, but you got, you you have to expand your mind a little more and you've got to see that this is not new. And I hate it when they call it new age because Mm -hmm. there's nothing new about what I do. I mean, nothing knew about what I do nothing thing this is the uh, along with another profession one of the oldest
0: professions
1: (laughs) in the world Mm -hmm. to be able to use energy and to uh, help people heal their bodies and their minds and their spirit. I you know I'm also an energy healer so I do a lot of work that way too and All it is is energy, and if we can help remove the obstacles physically, emotionally, and spiritually, then man, why not? Rather than relying on on modern medicine to do the work, those blocks in your system, people don't realize that you have also um, you have a circulatory system that's that's your physical circulatory, but you also have a spiritual circulatory system. Mm. You have a million meridians. You've got all these energy sources and these and these beautiful flow of energy through your body that people negate. And I mean, it's, it's ancient stuff. Like it's way before modern medicine, but mm-hmm. we're so heavily involved in that. But you go to any European country or you go to any um, Asian country, they're like a thousand percent into this. This mm-hmm. is it for them. They'll go see someone like us. Before they'll go do modern medicine, mm-hmm. because you, it it has to all work like this. I yeah. mean, doctors have have these beautiful brains, and and you know scientists and all of that. Those are all that's all energy, all of its energy. But it has to. We have to be looking at it as a whole thing. That's what holistic healing is.
0: Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you. I <laughs> use that word holistic. <laughs>
1: sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. And I have a really funny sense of humor. So if you come see me, that's what you'll get. <laughs> um,
0: but it, it's so true. And, um, as a, like a mental health advocate and stuff, you know, it's yeah. for me, it, it's all, it's all part of it. It's, it's taking your meds if you need it, but it's also exploring meditation and yoga yes. and mindfulness and doing these things oh. and being present and mind work, breath work that that's something I'm super interested in, in the power of breath work. You know, uh, I have a, a gentleman. Phenom- me.
1: It's life.
0: Yeah. Right. And the stories I've heard yeah. from people who've really worked it. So, you know, all this stuff for me, it, it, you're right. Holistic. It, it, it's all of it together, working in harmony. All of it. Yeah. So Yeah. listen, uh, this, this was a great. And again, like I said, I think I have a billion questions, so we'll have to try to definitely <laughs> down the line again sometime. Um, If people want to book a session, if people want, I don't know if you have social media website, how do they get in touch with you?
1: Yep. You can, uh, you can contact me at Debra Savoy, D E B R A S A V O Y.ca. Um, and you can also find me on Facebook, Deborah Savoy spiritual medium. Um, and I'm on, uh, Instagram and Twitter, uh, yeah, but I, I'm located in Ottawa, and um, I also have an office in Brockville, and I'm seeing everybody virtually too, all right. over the world. Which yeah,
0: one could probably be pretty overwhelming, but also an awesome, awesome opportunity to, I mean, expand, you know, and learn about all these other different things happening in the world. So it's really cool, Deborah. Thank you so Thanks. much, Deb. Deb as we're friends now thank you Deborah
1: whatever absolutely (laughs) thank you Ryan it was an absolute joy and keep doing what you're doing and you're you're a beautiful human being and thank you for bringing me on board
0: it was Uh, an honor thank you appreciate that
1: you take the red pill you stay in wonderland and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes.